0: Trending news right now. We
1: we'll look at the last seventy two hours wrapping up the weekend on this Monday with journalist, social commentator, and publisher of Zero One Three News. A great Monday to you, Mpumelelo. How are you?
2: Hey, what's Monday to you too? to the listeners at home. Um, I'm am awesome, thanks.
1: Okay, great. That's what we want to hear, and let's get in straight into it. Hashtag ANC. Let's start with that one. Uh, Deputy Minister of Human Settlements David Matlobo, has pleaded with Free State ANC members to accept uh, final results when voting was taking place at the ninth Free State uh, uh, was the party membership uh, uh, voting there. What, what can you tell us here?
2: Well, we know that uh, the Free State is uh, the only uh, province that uh, had uh, struggled to go to conference. Uh, ever since uh, the other provinces uh, went to conference before the 55th national conference, and therefore uh, a lot of challenges in the in the free state, uh, as we all know, uh, it's largely been led by an interim provincial committee (IPC) for a past three years or so, just like the same as the northwest, uh, which has also undergone. Uh, uh, those those serious challenges and uh try to stay afloat uh throughout the three years uh, uh, and they managed to get uh, their contents done by by there so um a lot of changing uh, uh as the ANC comes from the 51st conference a lot of changing on this free state conference to come out with uh, a sort of sense of unity uh, and a unity of purpose and i i think uh, NEC member David Mashaba has been deployed to the Free State in order to try and lead uh, or, or give guidance to a conference from an NEC level. And I think that's why he would make that statement and plead with other delegates to say they must please accept. Because the contestation uh, has been quite uh, a fierce in uh, the, the, the Eastern Cape between a candidate named Avrussi uh, Shabalala and um, uh, um, and Toluse Tugwana is one of the other people who are contesting that. So uh, a, a lot of conversation happening, uh, and, and, and the ANC really at at um, a place where they, they want to keep the unity of the party intact. After.
1: Almost half of the delegates abandoned the conference there in the Free State. What are they claiming in terms of what their grievances? What yeah, are they alleging? Uh, uh,
2: uh delegates have uh, been claiming uh, that uh, uh, they uh, are being discriminated against that some some branches have uh, uh, been left out of the conference and that the project the conference is not being run in a in a, in a, in a proper way um, they not they say they're not satisfied with with, with the election results especially uh, people who are linked to uh, fuse Premier,
3: premier uh,
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and the uh, aggrieved members are threatening legal action. Is that uh, still a threat? Is is that going to go ahead?
2: Yes, yeah, so, uh, they've said uh, they're going to take the conference to court uh, because they are not happy with the election of and policy one somebody uh, known to be uh, aligned to to President Cyril Ramaphosa, uh, and of course these, are, these these are supporters mainly of of nurses in Dombele, and by default, you would say people who are quite aligned to former um, uh, suspended Secretary General Ace Makashule.
1: Okay. Hashtag Zondo. Uh, Let's wrap on the politics there. The Zondo Commission opposing uh, Fraser's application to review its reports. This Fraser, we talk of the former State Security Agency Director General, and the commission had made some findings against him and made recommendations, and uh, he obviously was not happy with that and took some action. So now the the Zondo Commission is also responding to that action. Let's maybe start with a bit uh, better background. Yeah,
2: we know that um, Arthur Fraser uh, uh, had gone to the commission of inquiry to say uh, he wanted to present evidence, but that. Uh, Uh, Some of the evidence that uh, he needed to present came from classified documents. By that time, he had already left uh, his job at the SSA. We know that in 2018, he was sort of moved out of the SSA as Director General, and he was moved uh, to the Department of Correctional Services Mm. uh, when when, when President Cyril Ramaphosa took over office uh, shortly after the 2017 measure conference. So officer had approached the Zonda commission early in twenty twenty one and said um a lot of witnesses had uh mentioned him and implicated him and uh, he had not been called uh, to give his side of the story uh, but that in order to do that he wanted uh, certain documents uh which he could not gain access to and therefore needed the and he said he needed a commission to assist him with that the commission obviously didn't uh, take heed to his call and um uh, they, they, they actually then, uh, never called him to, to, to come and give evidence because uh, they said um, perhaps he should come back when uh, he's gotten a hold of those documents. So, Arthur Fraser really saying uh, in court papers that he wasn't given an opportunity to respond uh, to the implications uh, that, uh, and the allegations that have been made against him and adverse findings that have been made by the Commission in its final report. And um, uh, we, we know now that uh, uh, Chief Justice uh, Raymond Rondo will be going to court opposing that review application by the uh, uh, former spy boss. So, so.
1: But if a criminal case is being called in terms of the commission and what they've found, and I mean they research going into uh, all the different uh, allegations, if it is a criminal case that they are suggesting, why can he not wait until his day in court to say his side? Why does he want to mention that before this case is even opened or reopened?
2: Yeah, I think uh, also he's writing on uh, really this principle of uh, Audi Alton Parten, uh, which said uh, in the course of natural justice, uh, every party's side uh, at least must be heard. Uh, and uh, that's, that's his main point of contention is that uh his findings were made against him uh, and he wasn't given an opportunity to respond therefore his side of the story was not heard uh and therefore it, it, it's probably uh, the conclusion or the the findings that have been made against him are made uh, uh with only one body of information and one side of information uh, so to speak, okay.
1: at the end of the day, anyone implicated in the Zondo commission is not going to admit guilt. I mean, they're going to be fines. So there's going to be uh, you know some you know kicking of the legs, so to speak. So Absolutely. how much power does it actually have? It took us so many years to reach the finding stage where there are recommendations as well. and it's just starting to feel like maybe it was a waste of time
2: yeah well we know that uh it's it almost became like uh, the days of life on the commission at some point uh it, it was on for so long uh and with a price tag of uh, just over a billion rand uh you know and, and and now as as um we were about six months since uh the final report was, was given to the president uh, in order for him to, to, to act on the recommendation. Uh, we know certain people who are implicated have launched those uh, attacks. One such, uh, other person is uh, former Eskom CEO, uh, Matela Koko, who is also going to court uh, to, to review and set aside um, certain parts of the, of, of the commission report that deal with him other the elements of state capture at the state
1: power utility. Yeah, hey. okay. Well, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but, yeah, this just seems like a back and forth. Back and forth As the commission mm. says one thing, and then whoever is implicated says, no, it's not me, it wasn't me, or that's just not what happened, or hear my side of the story. It's a movie, that one, for me. Hashtag heat stroke. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the northern Cape farm work workers who have died over the heat, uh, over heat stroke with all the temperatures we've been seeing in the country. A, a union called the Black Association of the Agricultural Sector says that these deaths could have been avoided. How many people died?
2: Well, I think uh, the, the death toll was up to seven uh, as, uh, uh, that uh, occurred in the Kakamatsu area. Of Northern Cape, extremely hot conditions, breaching the 40 degrees, into the mid 40s. Um, uh, those temperatures last week, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, all of the people who who uh, reportedly died were were farm workers. So uh, this association said that there was absolutely no need for people uh, to to even lose their lives because of the heat stroke. Um, there's been, there's water challenges in the area in terms of uh, pump store, uh, load shedding, and so forth. So these people were primarily the tool fields. We know that it is peak season for the harvesting of uh, particularly vegetables and mm. stuff like that uh, in the Northern Cape. So uh, it is a busy time for the farmers, but. This farmers' association saying that, uh, for an example, uh, farmers must be able to uh, adjust their working conditions for their employees uh, in order to be able to, and then saying that uh, the the farmers need to be more sensitive about this, uh, such uh, things as their their working conditions, because some of the farmers are afraid to 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 raise these issues with their employers for for. Fear of losing their jobs. Mm. So, but uh, uh, they're suggesting that uh, uh, perhaps uh, break apart the work day uh, where the, 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 the farm workers start work earlier in the morning and then by, say, 10 o'clock when it starts really heating up, they, they come off work and then they'll come back in the evening to continue harvesting. Uh, but yeah,
1: really, that that has been
2: uh, the tragedy that has come out of last week. Uh, After, uh, I think those lives so needlessly lost.
1: Mm. Yeah, definitely, lots of lessons to take away from that. And I mean, the suggestion is not unrealistic; it doesn't I, I seem unattainable uh, to to have the working hours uh, being adjusted. And it speaks I, I of also being able to. Can you hear me? I'm Pomelelo, Are you still there? Okay, I'm sure it's network issues there, just uh, interrupting us. We'll try and uh, wrap up on that chat. Just maybe two more hashtags to discuss with Mpumelelo Mashifane. As we try and do that, uh, please just uh, bear with us and hold on. And we'll go to a little bit of uh, music. Are we there? Are we back? Mpumelelo, I understand you're back commentator, journalist, social commentator and publisher of 013 News. We have these network issues that we're so used to it by now. We don't even stress Pumelelo, but it's good to have you back. Let's discuss uh, just two more things. Hashtag Twitter subscriptions. Uh, Elon Musk announcing more expensive subscriptions for an ad-free Twitter. He's uh, making more changes. It seems like it's not going to stop. How does this one work now? Yeah,
2: um, as an analyst saying that uh, this is really representative of uh, a a big change in in Twitter's business model that uh, Elon Musk seems to be um, implementing at this point, uh, as opposed to uh, some of the tweaks that he's been making uh, to, to Twitter policy and how everything works, you know, that he implemented uh a paid subscription uh if you wanted a verified account so you could now buy a verified account instead of uh going through the Twitter process to to, to get it verified. And this is an a uh, uh, called Twitter Blue. So uh he's announced now that uh uh he'll uh Twitter will be will be uh available at free for people who are willing to pay for it. Uh, it says uh, the ads are too much and they're everywhere and some people just don't want to deal with them. So um, uh, a lot of speculation coming out about what this means, uh, especially after the companies are laid off uh, about seven thousand five hundred people uh and a large chunk of those people being in uh the monetization department the ads department that is actually responsible uh for for um, uh targeted advertising a large part of twitter's business model has been around targeted advertising where you are able to so specifically uh, put the demographic of people you want to reach and then put out that ad. And uh, one wonders how that is going to work now if there's certain people that um, will pay what to see ads. Mm.
1: And are they not having a heavy reliance on advertising uh, revenue, these uh, social media platforms, including Twitter?
2: Yeah, I think I think uh, you know the social media platforms have really uh, taken over uh, the advertising space. Um, they book out a lot of uh, advertising space, especially in the online space, where um, you know a lot of traditional advertising spend uh, now goes directly to uh, the social media giants, and 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 there's no man in between. Uh, and so uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, what Twitter uh, looks to make money from going forward if, uh, they are able, if they're able to wipe out a chunk of their subscriber base off uh, those those advertising ratings.
1: All right. Uh, hashtag California shooting, a horrible story where 10 people have died during Lunar New Year celebrations. It was a shooting in California there. The Asian population, of course, in this time of the year celebrating their own New Year. And this was mm-hmm. a, a largely Asian city in Southern California that the shooting th- took place.
2: Yeah, a, a great tragedy happening in the United States of uh, a man uh, reportedly uh, coming into a dance theater uh, uh, while people were celebrating the Lumen New Year. Uh, we know that that is uh, something that is quite of a significant uh, public hol- or holiday for People of Asian descent. uh, This uh, man uh, was said to be uh, in possession of a a single automatic rifle, which he entered and uh, started firing indiscriminately, um, and and people started running in all sorts of directions. It was really um, panic and pandemonium uh, there for quite a while, and um, he's, he's still not been arrested uh, police in, the, in, in California to not uh, have even uh, a, a sense of what he looks like as they've not released any images of him uh, or any identities uh, like that. So, so 20 people dead, uh, 10 being declared, declared uh, uh, a, a dead on scene, uh, another 10 being rushed to to hospital uh, yeah. uh, under various conditions, uh, some stable, some critical. Uh, but yeah, another mass shooting in the United States.
1: So, I mean, this uh, w- the, the police have also revealed that they received calls uh, in the evening at 10 20 p.m. Saturday. And then yesterday, they said uh, the van that they suspect was used in the shooting was found, and there was a body slumped over the wheel of that uh, van, but still. No identification of the suspect. Why do you think that is? There's still no identification. Now the police may be practicing some sensitivity to the racial tensions and debates of the U.S.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think police um, at this point uh, maybe might have certain information that the public doesn't have, and uh, it's in the best interest uh, to try and manage those tensions that are currently. Uh, probably spilling over. There's, a, there's a, an adjacent town not far uh, called Alabra where uh, a, 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 another incident like that uh, uh, also occurred over this weekend, uh, reports have said. After. So um, I think uh, police kind of working out and trying to crack the case uh, while they manage uh, uh, the, the public outcry and the public mourning uh, and the shock that has come out of this incident. Uh, and and trying to manage probably those those racial tensions from uh, spilling over.
1: Oh, that's just a horrible story, that one. And um, yeah, that, I just I don't know what's happening. Honestly, there's just one thing after another after another. Again, uh, alluding to the debate on gun laws in the U.S., which is now going to be refueled, um, as well as racial tensions and debates that have been taking place there. But. Um, yeah, it's, it's horrible for those ten families who've lost theirs, and I hope the death toll doesn't rise. As you say, ten others have been wounded. Yes, and we don't know what state yeah. they are in, in hospital. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we leave it on that horrible note. Uh, unfortunately, there's no other <laughs> positive thing that we can leave it on. Uh, yeah. and we thank you always for your time, Pumelili. We appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much, Elsa, and uh, top of the morning to you and a great week ahead for the listeners at home.
1: Thank you. You too. You, you have a great week ahead. Pamela Lomashifane is journalist, social commentator and publisher of 013 News discussing trending news. This is Sound Awake on SAFM. All right, uh, thirty-seven minutes past four. Your morning messages there, uh, Robert. In uh, great. Oh, Robert is in Zimbabwe right now. Oh yes, because you had to travel. Saying good morning, Asanda and the team. Happy Monday. I had to travel, Asanda, because of my princess who passed on. I'll be back on Friday. Our condolences to your daughter, Robert. I remember you telling us that you need to rush off to her because she wasn't uh, doing very well sorry to hear that she's passed on and uh, may you find strength in this time you and your family we are constantly having you in our thoughts and we'll continue to pray uh, and thanks for the update robert i know it might not be easy for you to let us know as the sound awakers joseph in orange farm saying morning isa happy monday and a new week second lastly week of the longest month of the year yeah this month that is three months in one joseph hey eh? The month of January, that does not want to. January is like that uninvited guest at a party. You're busy having a party. It's December, and then it just shows up uninvited out of nowhere, and it doesn't want to leave after showing up. (laughs) It takes all the food and all the wine (laughs) without being invited. Okay, we'll take a short break then. Our time being 39 minutes past four, we look forward to our chat on how families should address conflict, and that will be in our wellness corner.
0: When the summer heat goes on, so does the cricket action. The game changers of cricket. India and West Indies have a massive assignment in the T20 International 3rd Tri-Series Encounter. This is the summer of cricket. Be part of it. Catch India versus West Indies in the T20 International 3rd Tri-Series Clash on Monday, 23rd January at 7pm. Live on SABC Sport on DTT Channel 4. Open view 124. Ball by ball commentary on Radio 2000 Extra. Also available on SABC Plus and sabcsport.com. In a world full of players, be the game changer. Brought to you by SABC Sport. For the love of the game.
3: Asanda Beda
0: on SAFM.
1: Conflict can happen when family members have different views or beliefs that clash. Sometimes conflict can occur when people misunderstand each other and jump to the wrong conclusions. Issues of conflict that are not resolved peacefully can lead to arguments and resentment. Let's talk about how family should address conflict with Sipo Mbele, author, actor and life coach. Thank you for joining us on this Monday, Sipo. How was the weekend for you?
3: Oh, the weekend, my weekend was long. I'm still waiting for um, the results from uh, the issues that I had. But Oh, yes. Yeah, you know what, yeah. <laughs> but did you have fun at least? <laughs> no, 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 I, I I did have fun, though it was hot, but yes, I did yeah, have fun.
1: Okay, yeah. well, uh, conflict within families, and this is important to be addressed because this can go on for generations and decades and and it gets passed on and on and on what typically are the issues that family fight over
3: you know uh, others uh, could be generational issues issues that we take from uh, our great grandfathers grandmothers and all those things and then we bring them here with us unresolved issues you know and and I don't know why do we have to carry other people's issues whilst we have our own issues, you know. I'm not saying that families don't have to have issues. We must have our own issues, but we must not use other people's issues that were not resolved there. We were not there. Why are we carrying them with us? So in most instances, that is those unresolved issues, uh, you know, gossips and... You know, uh, uh, you killed so-and-so, you bewitched so-and-so, you know, you said something horrible about my mother or about my grandfather. So that is why today we are not getting along. Um, you, you didn't attend the funeral of so-and-so. So, you know, all those things, you know. So I believe that we have to cut those uh, generational issues and, and, you know, have our own issues you know, and try and find a way to resolve them. And, you know, these feminine issues are um, sometimes are minor issues. I think that we should look at them and say, okay, you know what, I was not there, you mm. know, uh, during my great-grandfather's time. Why am I fighting over, my uh, 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 fighting with my cousin over this? Because we were not there actually in the first place.
1: It's quite sensitive. It really can get, I mean, if you talk of one of the, Uh, issues that families fight over, suspicions around people's deaths, that can be a very, 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 uh, uh, you know, very sensitive issue because you're dealing with a death already, which is traumatic, and then people being uh, blamed for for that.
3: How can a family... you, mm, you, you You know, because... My my aunt whispered to me, yeah, she told me that you are bad. She told me that you actually are the cause that uh, uh, my uncle is dead. You are the cause that my mother is dead. You understand? So so, it's very difficult. But again, we should find a way. And actually today, technology has made it worse because we're no longer having those beautiful family meetings where we'll argue and sort this out. Well, sometimes it would be physical or if it's unnecessary, but these days, WhatsApp, we talk over the the, the phone and, and we fight through messages, and that's where the misunderstanding is, you see, because that message is not straightforward, that message doesn't make sense, but because there's an issue, we're holding on to that And so we must find ways that we come together as families and sit down and solve issues instead of talking our issues over the phone via messages. You know, in those days, we'd write letters, and letters would take forever. you will be angry for a month, still waiting for a response. But these days, it happens quickly like that. You say something now, and shall we even record you? We put it into that family group, and then there's more conflict and more conflict.
1: Absenteeism from important family events is another issue that you mentioned, and I don't know if we can uh, connect this to uh, a better communication, or does it matter even, even if that member who is not able to make that family event communicates in time, uh, that they might be judged anyway when people feel like they're not supportive?
3: Exactly. You didn't attend so event. You didn't come to my daughter's wedding. So I'm not going to come to your funeral. I'm not going to attend your family stuff. You know, and those issues. And and such things can be resolved, but you know what? But these days, I blood is no longer thicker than water, and mm. family is no longer blood, you know, so we no longer care. Because I know that I've got friends that will help me, and now they've become my family. So whether you're there or not, who cares? But again, we have to take a step back and say, you know what? You are my blood. You and I share the same genes. You and I share the same blood. So we must find a way to resolve our issues, you know, even excluding other people, you know, uh, outside people. We must find our our way to deal with our issues because we need each other more than anybody else because certain things through culture you can't do them when uncle so and so is not there when who uh, uh, so and so is not there so we need each other but these days you know we can buy family you know we can buy uncles to come and do lobola for you whether they are blood mm-hmm. or not who cares so 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 we must find a way to take a step back and say you know what We are blood and we need each other.
1: How can in-laws navigate this issue, especially when it comes to inherited beef or inherited conflict? Were they coming into a new family? You are the husband or the Makoti who's new, and there have been long-standing issues. Do you involve yourself? Do you step back? What would you say?
3: And it depends what information are they giving you, and it depends on your partner, you know, what information are they giving you. And you need to be careful when you come into a family, especially these big families. Anyway, even smaller families, they do mm-hmm. fight. But bottom line is that you need to find a way to say, you know what, I am starting my own family, then I shouldn't be involved in this Old family fuse of of this family that I'm I'm getting into now you know take a step back and and say where does my happiness lies and and you know others will even influence you lawyer lawyer uh, whereas he he his, your uh, you you your you, your husband, maybe that is why your husband was not getting a job and stuff like that. It's because of that, and so be careful. So so you you don't need to involve yourself, but do your own observation, you know, and. Eh, 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 behave the way you have been brought up. When uh, a kaya would, you know what, we respect everyone regardless of what what they say until they prove themselves to you. Would, you know what, I'm a witch. If if it's possible, you understand. I'm a killer. If it's possible, you understand. So so you you need not to involve yourself in in, in certain issues. Take a step back. Make your own observation and make your own conclusion.
1: All right. Let's leave it there then. And uh, thank you so much for joining us on this uh, important topic. We always appreciate your time, Sipo. Those who want to connect with you online, where can they?
3: Uh, They can uh, get me on um, uh, Twitter is at Mbele73. And on um, Instagram, it's um, Mbele Sipo. And on Facebook, it's Sipo Mbele.
1: Thanks so much again for your time and a great week to you.
3: No, thank to you. Thank you so much, Asanda, and
1: definitely as soon as
3: those results come up, I'm going to celebrate with you guys. I'm yes. going to tell. <laughs> I
1: was about to say, I have a feeling we're going to be celebrating this week. I think, I think we will.
3: <laughs> no, most definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you so
1: much, Asanda. Your pleasure. Sipombele is author, actor, and life coach. We'll take a short break and then talk about Help to Read. That is a non-profit organization focused on literacy development.
0: There is no way to hide in the last 16. All eyes on the quarterfinals of Afcon 2021. The indomitable Lions roar against Comoros, while the Lions of Taranga confront the Blue Sharks of Cape Verde. The Flames of Malawi plan to shock the Atlas Lions of Morocco. The Super Eagles tackle Tunisia. Meanwhile, Cote d'Ivoire strategize how to dismantle the pyramids of Egypt. They all want play in the last eight, including Mali, Equatorial Guinea, Burkina Faso, Gabon, Guinea, and Gambia. Catch the beauty of African football, the CAF Total Energies AFCON 2021, live on SABC Sport on DTT Channel 4, OpenView 124, and also available on Telcom One. Africa United, hashtag We Love it here. brought to you by SABC Sport.
4: things start off small. All tiny trees grow to be big and tall. It all begins with a spark. A spark that can ignite a fire. A spark that can ignite your mind. Propelling you to stretch yourself further. Be bolder. Think wider. Grow stronger. SABC Education encourages you to unleash your true potential and become the best version of you. SABC Education. Enriching minds. Enriching lives.
0: Hashtag SAFM sound awake.
1: Andy the vet saying sending flowers for Robert in uh, Zim there. And uh, thanks so much for that. We're all sending flowers, definitely. You speak on behalf of the SAC there, Andy. Kasim Mula in Pine Town saying good morning, Asanda and the team, all the Sound Awake listeners. Happy Monday, everyone. Asanda, blood is thicker than water. And yes, I am my brother's keeper. And lose those principles as black Africans you lost if you lose those principles as a black African, you have lost. Fact, not an, on a, an opinion. All right. Also on that previous chat on our wellness corner, Bongala Palma saying, Ooh, uh, I'm one person who finally decided to no longer attend family gatherings. This is what they do. They choose which function I get the invite for and which I mustn't. All right. Hey, family issues there. Another one. Uh, Sound Awaker talking on that uh, same topic. Let's listen.
5: As morning, it's happening now. The mistress does not want to come out of the home of her late boyfriend. The relatives filed protection order to the wife. They even didn't want to give the wife the ID of her husband. They didn't tell her when the clothes were splitted. They say the, the mistress is a uh, worker looking after a whereas they are lying. They are fighting the poor widow. I'd like to know who's good in law. How can a mistress uh, don't allow the wife to get inside the house? The mistress is locking all the how, uh, the, 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 the house, staying there while her boyfriend, who was the husband of this woman, is dead. It happened in Transcai. Thank you, Asa, Chatsani.
1: Thank you for your thoughts and views there, Tzatzani. And that's crazy because that's when the family would need to intervene there to at least protect the widow uh, in some way. But now if the family has favoritism over the mistress, over whatever financial issues it sounds like that one has got a better standing financially they siding with her instead of the actual widower who needs their support so i don't even know what happens there i think yeah legality has to step in and uh, let's talk help to read then which is a non-profit organization focused on literacy development and community strengthening through education and youth promotion. They've worked in over 400 schools and helped 23,000 children learn to read since 2006. Their programs in suburban schools are delivered by trained volunteer reading helpers. Let's find out more from CEO of Help to Read, Lynn Kampstie Stein. Lynn, thank you for joining us this morning. How are you?
4: Good morning, Sandra. Thank you so much for, for having me.
1: You sound so energized and so happy with the work that you do. Of course, we know you've got a background in teaching, so this is really right up your alley, but you didn't really have to go out and do this. So what inspired you to do that?
4: Um, When you see um, children who have potential, who are excited about about learning, just getting the the backhand of of all kinds of schooling. Um, You you just need to... what's ex- what excites uh, excites us is oh. that we unlock that potential in in children we give them that opportunity to to learn for the rest of life the rest of their life that's what that's what makes us excited yeah what are the ages of the children that you work with We're working with foundation phase children so um they're they're children in grades two to four so they're um approximately let's say seven 7 to 10 10 years old but we also extend our our programs our our reading club programs to right down to grade R uh-huh. where they're not even um where they're just starting to, to learn to read but we excite excite them there about words and and reading
1: which are the areas that the suburban schools you work with are based
4: we we work both in the western cape Ta- western cape mm-hmm. and in Gauteng. um and in in Houteng we're particularly focused on dipsluits uh schools, primary schools in dipsluit and in in the western cape we work in kailiture strandfontein the Wineland, but always schools where we're ch- non non fee paying schools
1: okay so and wh- how have you seen you know uh, things change over the 400 schools that you've helped, 23,000 children. It's quite a big number. You are making uh, great strides. How have you seen the uh, program develop and how you've been
4: received in the schools? Well, we started off um, with the program um, just using volunteers. But we've now uh, changed changed our focus approximately seven years ago where we have a dual focus. We train young people who've complete completed their matric, mm-hmm. and we give them their first opportunity at a job. So this is this is so they run the program for those twenty three thousand children that we've trained over the years. Um, it's incredibly exciting to see the change in the children because we employ the we employ the young people for ten months. In a year. Um, and in those 10 months, they work one on one with the learners. And the children, uh, uh, first of all, they, they, their word recognition, their sound recognition, their passage reading improves by up to 87, 90% in those 10 months that we worked with them. Yeah. So the, the, the exciting thing about the children, too, is they come to the young people. In the beginning, and they shy, um, they don't say much. They're not eager to read, and at the time, at the end of the time when we've spent with them, um, in at the end of those ten months, they're excited about learning, and they're coping with reading. So that's the exciting part. So we have both young people who've had an opportunity to work with children, and the children come and they're excited about reading.
1: So these uh, reading helpers, you call them the volunteers, and they work for, uh, with, the, with you for 10 months, and that's great yes. because they need that experience before they enter the job market. You know how it is. Yes. Uh, you, you need to show your experience. So how often do they work in a week then, and, and um,
4: do you need more? Asanda, we work with, um, we work with uh, each, each uh, literacy tutor works with 10 children, and they have two one on one sessions with each of those children every single week. Mm. And over and above their uh, work, their one on one work with the with the ten children, um, we also run these reading clubs where they work with a whole class. So um we are at the moment um we are preparing for our twenty twenty three um uh, intake of young people okay and the opportunity will be registered um, on a a platform, an employment platform for young people and um, that's where we will um, where, 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 where we will recruit our young people from. but if there's any interest yeah um, yes, they should please go to um, we we are active on social media, we're active on Facebook. Um, we're active on Instagram. We have an active website, www.healthtoread.org. Um, and I can even give you my contact number if you... Yes, if you um, don't if mind, you can interested. share. Yes. There. It's 079-110-5890. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you so much again for joining
1: us this morning and for all you do. We appreciate you. I thank you for giving us this time. Awesome stuff. Uh CEO of Help to Read is Lynn Cumsty. Stain so it's help the number 2 read.org and then oh seven nine one one zero five eight nine zero. Come forward and be a reading helper if you are in the Western Cape regions of Kaayilecha and Strandfontein and Gautengs Uh, deep-slot areas. Thanks to all our Sound Awakers for getting in touch with us this morning. Uh, Comment of the morning, let's give it to you, Andy the Vet there, sending flowers for Robert in uh, Zimbabwe. You are indeed in our prayers a family member there in Zimbabwe.